Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, and as always, I wish you all a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever or wherever you tune into today's podcast from. And I'm delighted to say that once again on today's podcast, we're going transatlantic, and I love it when we welcome our colleagues from across the pond onto the podcast and find out what those guys are up to over in North America. Loads of exciting tech developments, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about on the podcast today. Joining us from Palm Springs in California, I'm delighted to welcome Pedro Goes, who is the CEO of Innovent, who looks in a, a stunningly glorious position today. Pedro, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, James. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's really nice to be here and to be able to, you know, connect today and talk about Event Tech. You know, that's the goal. <laughs> Absolutely. And as I said, I'm going to have to be very careful today not to get fiercely jealous of the fact that Pedro is sitting in what can only be described as glorious sunshine in, in California um, while I'm, well, okay, I'm in my nice home, but we don't quite have the weather that Pedro is blessed with today. Um, as I said in my introduction, Pedro is the CEO of Innovent um, and a lot of really exciting recent developments with, with Innovent, the launching of a, of a new platform that dovetails in with the technology that these guys provide. Um, and we're going to speak to Pedro today to find out a little bit more about that. Um, Pedro, welcome again to the podcast. Tell us, first of all, before we start talking about this exciting new launch that occurred at the start of June, tell us about Innovent, why it was set up and what it's set up to do for the industry. Yeah, so Innovent is a platform designed to provide a combination of different technologies, um, serving mostly like creative uh, event marketers and event uh, producers and also marketing managers. The platform has been designed from the ground up a couple of years ago and something that we have built internally. And today we have over 85 tools on the experience side of the business that allow you to create a combination of different events, allows you to create multiple audio channels, multiple translations, multiple video modes, multiple video conferencing modes, multiple website registrations, designs, templates, uh, mobile apps for in-person events, Oh, there is a fly here. Mm -hmm. uh, multiple, um, a combination of multiple technologies. So we have done this for the experience side. And then we also have a business analytics side that allows you to offer the possibility of running cohort analysis for your business. So you know how events are impacting your organization and how that converts to deals later. So that's what Inevent does uh, as a full, you know, all-in-one technology platform for companies here. And was all of the technology that's incorporated within the Innovent platform um, designed, coded, built by your own developers? Or is it a combination of, of maybe different platforms that you've uh, acquired and brought into Innovent? How does the, the structure of it, uh, how is it made up? So in Innovent, we have uh, core technologies that we have developed internally over the years. But we also have partnered with other organizations, especially for video. Uh, we have our own video server, we host it on AWS and Google Cloud, but we also have all the technologies that we have partnered, uh, specifically also for APAC global uh, coverage that mm. uh, we use uh, server technology also from them. So there are different partners that Innovent's using, uh, so we are using the best of the marketplace available out there, yeah. Mm. 
before we get into discussing this um the the, the new launch and i'm going to hold back from saying the names and I'll, I'll i'll make sure that you get that moment um but as i understand it it, it, it there was some um exciting news in 2019 pre-pandemic um i think to do with the y combinator the um seed money startup that, that that's been used to launch quite a number of other well-known platforms like stripe airbnb etc um there was there was a big development for you guys in 2019. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we got the opportunity in 2019 to uh, start a new business. So the business in the current form that we have in event uh, was actually started in the end of 2018, uh, December. And we have applied to and we have got interest from um, here VCs in California, in San Francisco. In Y Combinator, it's one of the most you know recognized accelerators. Uh, today in the event market, in the market as a whole, and then we're able to get uh, an investment from them. So it was really good for us to, you know, get the business to where it is today with knowledge, investment, and also capital. Yeah. How, how, how I suppose, fortunate were you to receive that sort of investment from a, uh, a, a an organization as significant uh, as, as they are and the background that they've got, and also the fact that that funding came in you know, pre-pandemic, did that assist you with, you know, with, with, with some of the challenges that organizations have faced in the last 12 months um, from a funding point of view? Yeah, I think funding, it's, it's a combination of, of having the right resources, uh, specifically like we have seen that uh, Y Combinator, you know, we're really uh, fortunate to say that they would like to invest in event technology. So that was one thing that we realized. I think for many years, event technology was not the technology that people like investors were looking to invest, you know, mainly uh, for mm -hmm. yeah. what I saw in the last decade. And then from 2019, we go, we were able to get the investment and, you know, be like event tech, something that it's, it's trending right now. And then during the pandemic, we, we saw how quickly that grew. Uh, but we really see that event tech is the future and we have used those resources that we got from there to keep the company running. Uh, specifically in the first few months, it was very, very challenging. Uh, but I think that really helped. And now the market is it's, it's benefiting you know, event technology from all the money that's pouring into the event tech space. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting you say that just before we get to, to talking about this 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 um, new development and this new announcement that, that, that came about for you guys just very recently. Um, yeah. I think it was LinkedIn that announced just last week a significant investment in in an event tech platform. Um, and and out of courtesy, we'll not mention the platform, but um, that, that, that it, it just goes to show that significant major consumer tech companies now are seeing the value in event tech, in hybrid events, in virtual events, in these sort of platforms. Um, and it's been, I suppose, it's taken the COVID pandemic maybe to open their eyes to the investment opportunities and what tech companies like yourself offer them. Exactly. And I think the event tech space as a whole, like I think the investments that are coming into the market is really good because when when player is getting more investment, they also get the opportunity to be and share their services. Also, there are multiple categories, as we know, in the event tech space. There is no like just one company and there's one leader and that's it. Uh, the event tech space is a combination of different things. Uh, if you have, for example, a trade show, the technology that they're going to use is going to be different from a conference, which is going to be different. So there are different users and each company is going to be able to create their own niche. And that's exactly what InEvent is doing. Uh, we're creating specifically software for analytics. And at that space, um, we see that, you know, that's where we want to become the leaders and we are growing quickly to be there. 
so it's really nice to see that you know when someone pulls investment from you know and attracts that to our industry mm. is actually opening an opportunity for us also to highlight our services to customers and also to investors yeah Absolutely. And you make a great point. And we'll come back to that a little bit later on the podcast, if we can, Pedro, about the different tech for different types of shows. Um, I'm a big believer in, in that there isn't a one size fits all solution for, for event tech for different types of events. But if we can come back to that a little bit later on, um, let's now talk about this this exciting announcement that, that came about earlier this month um, and the launch of, a, I suppose, a new platform, if I can call it that. But tell us a little bit about Event Market. Yeah. So event market's a very strong new part of our platform uh, that we are launching in the beginning of this month. So the goal with event market is to develop a part of the key, a key part of the industry uh, that we're seeing right now. When an event, you know, started adding uh, customers, you know, and expanding and talking to other founders and also other partners and customers, we realized that, you know, they, did, they needed more support because they were spending 95% of their time on the production side of the event and not actually on the day of the event. The day of the event is just like 5% uh, mm. of the time yeah. spent on the whole project. So we realized, hey, we need to create things because 95% of this work pre-event is mostly on emails, you know, getting codes from providers, you know, getting to meet people and, you know, organizing things and creating templates and all those things. And there was a there was a need for something to say like, hey, like we need someone to be able to bring more value into that. And some of the our competitors, you know, the, the model that they, they may choose is that they bring that in-house. They create something that's going to be um, you know, a series of, you know, event producers in house, they're going to produce the event for the customer and they actually become also part of the, you know, they become more of an agency um, together with an event tech platform. So that's one option that we have seen in the market. We discussed this internally and we wanted to bring something that was going to be more uh, scalable and more flexible for our customers because where customers were saying, we don't want to be limited just to one uh, provider. Sometimes we're going to host an event in Australia we want to hire the best, you know, yeah. technology hardware provider or event producer in Australia because they understand Australia better than we do in America, for example. And that happened globally because we have customers in 67 countries today and we could not have presence in 67 countries, you know, well implemented locally in just a couple of months. Actually, no, no company has able to do that yet uh, locally at that stage um, well. So we decided that our approach was going to be we are going to partner with local agencies, certify them, certify these providers locally, and they can offer the product through the event market. So event market is this platform that allows you to go there, see all the listed uh, providers on your country, on the country that are going to host an event, book services with them. We have about 30 services listed there, and you can already add them automatically to the event product. So these service providers that have been trained by an event and vetted by an event, they already be able to have knowledge on the platform to actually build the event for you because that's the service that you hired them for. So that's a big benefit because we're removing all this work of going through emails and negotiations and everything or not understanding the price and hiring and everything oh, just yeah. the event market and automating the whole process for you know someone, for example, that's in San Francisco, wants to host an event in Peru they can mm -hmm. just say, yes, I list uh, Peru providers, you know, I select one, you know, $10,000, I click book. They already have access to the platform for that specific event scope, and they can build my whole event. And they have their base in Peru. So that's a great example of something that uh, event market is able to provide for global customers or 
you know, customers are going to be having operations worldwide. Yeah. And you mentioned you know, 30 at the moment in you know, around 30 different um, types of supplier that, that, that are on there. Can you describe, um, you know, briefly what some of those services that can be provided with the 30 that are on there at the moment? Yeah. So in our vision, so there are going to be uh, multiple services. So there are services for the day of the event, such as, you know, like life support and also hardware. Sometimes we want printers to be delivered. I mean, yeah. also, there is the option of... Uh, of the preparation, so speaker rehearsal, event production, design of the event, you know, building the layout. Then we have customizations on the layout, like CSS and more technology, like API development and uh, those things. And then we also have the option to have uh, something around also uh, providing live support. Which kind of live support do you want? Do you want in-person live support, remote live support, camera support? So. All those things can be combined with the techno with the event market. So event market allows you to pick and choose those services and add you to your event. Yeah. So this is this is a combination of uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, some of the I suppose the logistical services that are required on the day of an event, as well as some of the technological services that maybe um, use APIs to integrate with within event. Is that is that correct? So it's to, it's tech companies as well as you know uh, service providers on the day. Yeah, exactly. It's a very flexible platform. So sometimes even if you want to say, um, one thing that I've seen people say is that sometimes they want to have a different layout and they say, I really love the event platform and I love everything that you guys do, but I would like to have a specific layout for this event because that's what my stakeholder wants to see. So they mm -hmm. actually plug in, for example, a different layout if they want, or they can plug in a game. Sometimes they say, I want to run a specific game that I've seen mm -hmm. from another event that I attended. Can I bring that specific game to my event? But I want everything else, you know, from the event experience ecosystem. So they can do that. So this plug and play methodology that we have that allows you to plug all the technologies and services is exactly what we see the event industry um, moving forward here. And it's, it's an, uh, my terminology is, is probably not going to be anything as good as yours, um, Pedro, when it comes to technology. But uh, uh, one phrase that I've seen used a lot is, is the development of a, a tech stack, a full stack development. And I know that when you're integrating different levels of event technology into a platform, that can be difficult sometimes when you're working with different providers in different territories as to whether or not they will integrate and whether that, that full stack will work correctly. And uh, I guess you've taken away some of that guesswork and research work that may have to go into it by pre-approving these suppliers and making sure that you know that they can integrate with the stacks that the organizers want to develop. Exactly. So, for example, there are for the different types of services. So, for example, if you're a hardware provider, we're going to list you the printers, for example, and compatible devices you may have on stock that you can deliver to the customer. For event technologies, we make the API available. So they have gone through the API and they know the services that how they can integrate. So sometimes they can just you know, replace the frames on the platform, like the code. Mm -hmm. So that's an option that they have if they want to change the iframe uh, and HTML. So that's something that could, they could build on, um, or they can also do an external integration on the platform. So there's going to be a list of compatibility that the providers have already seen. So they're familiar with the platform when they're going to offer this to the final uh, customer. Yeah. Mm. I, I understand that, that prior to Innovent, your background was a, as a software engineer. Um, and I was curious to ask you today whether or not you've seen a significant improvement in the competency of 
event organizers and the people who are involved in the teams behind events with their own skill set when it comes to understanding these platforms and understanding how event tech works. Have have you seen an improvement since the launch of InEvent right up to today in the language that some of your clients are able to speak in their understanding of how technology works? Yeah. So I think it's a partnership between uh, customers and, um, and technology people. Um, if you only have one type of, uh, of knowledge, you know, it's hard sometimes because you may deliver something that's too technical or sometimes you're going to deliver something that's not you know, possible mm -hmm. right? because we want to be creative. And sometimes uh, the software also needs to communicate the creativity that we want to communicate. So yes. what we've seen more recently is that technology has got better. And then people were able to say, hey, we understand that now more things are possible because there's more flexibility in the market and more options. But at the same time, also event uh, managers, the knowledge that they received and they gathered in the, in the last few years, they were able actually to design events that fit also the models because they understand how the design of event tech platform works. So this combination of things allowed you know, the process to be smooth and uh, people to be able to deliver experiences quicker and also with more efficiency, yeah. I think that's a perfect point to to, to go back to um, the question I was going to put to you about different tech for different events. Um, because you mentioned something there about creativity and an understanding. And of course, the one thing that an event organizer doesn't like to, to be is stifled. They don't like to have their creativity stifled by not being able to deliver the vision that they have in their head maybe for, for how their event will look. And of course, when everybody has had to turn in the last 12 months to using technology platforms to deliver their events, and hopefully even when live events start to, to come back again and they are slowly doing so, they will need these tech platforms still anyway, um, is, is how important it is to be able to offer a platform that allows an organizer to retain that level of creativity that they want for their event. So the, the, the most important thing that we see, there's going to be some slides here. <laughs> um, the most important thing that I see uh, is that it's good to communicate first what the platform is going to look like. That's so important to my experience. Sure, um, yeah. Customers, you know, when they're in the process of buying a new technology, they want to understand how that's going to look like and understand the limitations before the purchase. I think the worst experience ever is when someone purchased something and then they say, like, I didn't know that it had this limitation. So we try to make the product. And I think that the industry as a whole should also do that is like to provide clarity on how the platform would look, how are the options of the product, what can be done and what cannot be done. So the customer is well aware of this before the buy. So there is transparency in both relationship, um, mm -hmm. no matter if you're buying directly or if you choose another platform, you know, it's something that you're always going to be in control of what you want to see and what you want to deliver. Of course, uh, I say that InEvent one of the most flexible ones, like I think it's the most flexible at all because you can actually change the source code and those things if you want to go at that right. level. So mm -hmm. that's a huge benefit uh, from using the InEvent platform, but mostly, um, we allow customers to do a trial before they start to build the event during the trial. So they are well aware of how the product is going to work and what are the limits and you know how that should be. Yeah, so that's, that's always our goal is really make sure that customers that join are happy and understand the model. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you in the in the um, launch of event market, 
one of the key bits of information that was communicated in that launch um, press release that went out was this idea of prompt, experienced and qualified support, I think was the phrase that, that was used in the release. And that being so important to organizers now that without having to leave the application, they can get any support that they need quickly and easily. Um, because people are probably dealing now in a working from home scenario with a lot more emails, a lot more platforms, a lot more communication streams than they had before. So things have, from a support point of view, it's got to be on point, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think there is research. Uh, that was actually a quiz strategy that we had uh, in 2017. I was remembering uh, one day um, we're doing early research, you know, for for Inavent and uh, and I had this insight like maybe we should go into research from the market. What's you know the most popular requirements that we have out there mm -hmm. instead of just us like have software designs <laughs> to build you know a lot of features that we don't know how popular they're gonna be. And then we realized that, you know, like support was, was one of the key features uh, the customers were looking for uh, in, event, uh, in event technology. So we decided early on that we wanted to create one of the first few 24 seven uh, team supports with one minute at wow. test day. Yeah. So wow. that was a massive effort that we put in like for over two years to build that team. So today we have about 65 people just on that team to provide 24 hour support seven days a week with an SLA of one minute to get your first reply. So the whole idea is that you get support whenever you need it and you're in the middle of the event and the stream is going on through some troubleshooting or something and you are like, oh, I need someone right now. There's going to be someone there for you because there are also other companies that do 24 seven support, but then there is a delay, right? You have to wait mm. in the queue and that's really bad uh, because you need support right now. Uh, <laughs> That's why we have implemented the one minute SLA. And I think that was a PR pioneer in the industry and others have since copied the event since what we've done in uh, 2021. It's, it's a fantastic um, point that you raised there because if a customer, and I, I've been on the, on the customer end of things, I've been an, an organizer, I've worked on production teams that utilize technology. And if you encounter a problem, generally speaking, that's holding up the rest of the work. You can't yeah. achieve anything more until that problem's solved. And so having a quick response to something and allowing you to then progress with the rest of the work is absolutely key. Um, because without that, you know, I've been on the other end of things where you've waited an hour or two hours or three hours for an email response from somebody. And, and in that time, you're sort of lingering for want of a better phrase, you're just waiting for that problem to be solved before you can progress with the rest of your, your production work. Exactly. And at that point, you want to have that, that issue sorted out and you want to keep moving forward. Uh, and it, it's, it's just important to have this relationship and you knowing adding value to. So yeah, that, that's exactly what we, we, we see, you know, it's this ability to, to get quick support and be able to, um, to get what you want very quickly. Yeah. One thing I'd like to ask you, and, and, and we're, we're, I can't believe how quickly the time's going, and that's always an indicator of a great conversation, is that I look at the clock and I think, wow, that's it, that we're already at, at that time. But um, with so many territories, I think, was it 67, 68, 69 territories that you guys are working in? Um, with with so many territories that that are available, essentially, through an event and through this new event market that you've created... Does that open the possibility and the options to organizers who might be seeking to run virtual events in those territories? Because pre-pandemic, 
if you wanted to run an event in a, an international territory, you had to go there. There was a, it was very costly. You had to go and maybe explore venues, yeah. find local staff, local production teams, suppliers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So many people now have had their eyes opened to running virtual events, which potentially gives people scope to open up events in new territories that they couldn't have done before. Do you see that as something that's going to develop, perhaps in line with the launch of the the event market platform? Yeah, definitely. One thing that I think is really important to mention here is diversity. I think that's one. Uh, it's a, that's a key word that a lot of companies are using these days. Some people say more this diversity, but they, it's hard to implement diversity. Um, but we really have seen this benefit. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I've, I come from a Latino background, right? And uh, one thing that we did over the years was to explore. <laughs> some background here so over the years what we have explored is that you know by hiring people in so many countries because our team today also works you know from we have people in indonesia we have people in africa we have people in europe and what we have seen is that we tap into that local knowledge instead of having just someone centralized uh in the us alone so mm -hmm. part, the largest part of the team is in the us we're able to say like we don't need to have that knowledge coming from us and trying to figure out how to do things, in, for example, in Asia Pacific, we actually can hire people there and they can be part of the company. Early on, we are already doing that. So I think the ability for us to comprehend different cultures and be able to um, hire people locally and uh, you know, understanding that we also have a background that we change and we work with different cultures, that opens up much easier uh, for people to interact because um, since you've already gone through the transition like yourself, like you're able to say like, I know how, what they're going to go through also. Mm. Uh, so diversity really helps here and to be open-minded, you know, and that becomes natural and, and that's not, that's a natural thing, you know? So that's, that's really good. You know, like diversity, I, I really recommend as a, as a, as a, as a native benefit, not because like someone has to do this for their company, but actually like, because it provides certain benefits that only diversity provides. So, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big supporter of diversity in companies, and that's going to open up yeah, much easily for you to host events in other places because you know sure. now the, the entire stack is built out. Um, you just need to go there, click one button, and you're able to host an event there. So very easy and straightforward, and um, and that's a big, uh, big benefit. Yeah, available from diversity, global economy, and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And there's that endearment, isn't, isn't there? You know. If you enter a new territory and you attempt to to do something there, and you don't have an understanding of, you know, uh, you know, local customers, uh, local customs, um, language, um, you know, um, social interactions, uh, it, it can be difficult sometimes. And and I've seen companies go and try and look at doing events internationally without a full understanding of the particular geographical region that they're looking to do that event in. And they can fall foul of not having a full understanding of how things work in that in that area. Um, and it comes back to this idea that, that there isn't a one size fits all solution for everything. Things have to be flexible. You have to have that local knowledge and understanding. Yeah. And I share a story about this, which uh, <laughs> for me, it's funny. Uh, when I was uh, first event I did um, in the early days, I think was traveling to India in 2017 uh, with uh, our co-founder. And we were bringing a, a series of printers uh, together with that. And then 
when uh, we're bringing in these printers from the US and then when we arrive in India, we realize a few things uh, that we didn't know about because like we're just, you know, in the early stages of, uh, mm -hmm. of global development. And uh, we knew, we understood that power is delivered in different frequencies around the world, <laughs> not yeah. different drugs, different frequencies. frequencies so they're incredible, yeah. right? Because they are, there's going to be 60 hertz, going to be 50 hertz. I never heard about that because for me it was just voltage and yeah. like the, the number and that was it. I never thought there was, like, there was a frequency change uh, up until that moment. And I learned that because the printers were not working and uh, I was like, what are you going to do now? So that was, these are things that happen, you know, like you when you're doing True, global yeah. development, that if you have local knowledge, you're going to be able, already be able to, uh, to have this um, sorted out for you. So I think that's a big benefit also of that, of that knowledge. Yeah, and, and I suppose that's a great way to sort of wrap things up and, and to bring it back to what we're talking about today, which is the launch of Event Market, because you said this is about finding and utilizing and being able to tap into suppliers in the area that you're going to be working in. And there's a great example, you know, we travel with our adapters to convert our, you know, UK plugs to US and US plugs to UK. But if, if, if it's working on a completely different cycle rate, um yeah. and a completely different voltage it doesn't matter how good your adapters are and whether or not it fits into the socket in the wall um you may need that local supplier to bring you compatible printers that will work on the local uh, uh you know current and um it's a simple example but it's an obvious one and it's a great way to highlight i suppose what event market has been set up to do pedro exactly that's exactly the goal yeah <laughs> um, we've been talking today on the podcast um, to the very charming Pedro Goes, who's the CEO of InEvent and the newly launched event market. Pedro has joined us from his lovely location in Palm Springs in California. Um, I'm extremely jealous of that uh, beautiful looking background and some of the sunshine that he's going to be experiencing today. Pedro, it's been fantastic to have you on the podcast today. Um, if anybody does want to get in touch with um, InEvent, uh, I've put the contact details on the screen now. It's InEvent.com and on Twitter they are at InEventApp. Um, any other ways that, that people can get in contact, Pedro? Uh, presumably you're on all the other social media platforms as well. Yeah, all the other social media. And if you want to connect on LinkedIn also, you can just search for Pedro Goes in event. And also we're going to be able to connect and chat, you know, happy to engage on any conversations and uh, yeah, talk about more about event marketing. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. And of course, to all of our podcast followers, if you are listening to today's podcast on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget that you can go over to eventindustrynews.com. You can watch video versions of all of our podcasts and also check out the latest news, features and supplements that is on eventindustrynews.com. Of course, if you're already there and you watch these in video format, you can, of course, download audio versions of all of our 240 something episodes so far from your favorite podcast platform and listen to us whilst you're on the move and on the go and enjoying some fresh air and enjoying some sunshine exactly like Pedro will be today. Um, it brings us to the end of today's episode. It's been a pleasure to talk all things in event with Pedro Goez and we'll see you on the next edition of the Event Industry News podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.